fat. The dictionary definition of the simple three-letter noun is a natural oily substance occurring in animal bodies, especially when deposited as a layer under the skin or around certain organs. Of course, the word has uses in the realms of nutrition and chemistry as well. But more than anything else, it is used as an adjective. An often unkind, weaponized adjective to demean, shame and humiliate people who are overweight. What should be a personal matter, purely related to health, often becomes a singular and overwhelming aspect of identity in the lives of some people. It is a disturbing, painful reality for them, a cage in which they are trapped. They see no life inside this cage and no way to come out. In the long term, it creates an extreme dissatisfaction with life. Many of us, at some point in our lives, have made a New Year resolution to lose weight. In fact, it is one of the most popular New Year resolutions in the world. And yet, research shows that only 20% of the people can achieve and maintain long-term weight loss. For the majority 80%, it is a continuous struggle to get the desired weight and stay there. Why is it so? In this special extended episode of the Dr. Happy podcast, we will try to identify the thinking patterns that are associated with the difficulty in losing weight and staying in shape. I will also give you some motivational techniques packed into a three-week plan to help stay on track and persist in the journey towards weight loss. To put it in simple words, we will start by changing our minds to change our bodies. Week 1 The first thing to do is to stop making weight loss the be-all and end-all of your life. This is ironical, I know, because tradition demands that we become obsessed with our goals and never let them out of our mind. But sometimes when it comes to things like weight loss, this attitude can actually be more harmful than rewarding. Well, I agree that when we make weight loss a singular goal, we are more likely to work towards it. But the downside is that we are also more likely to expect consistent rewards, that is, a steady decline in weight every single day. But usually, the weight loss graph is rarely a straight line heading downwards. It is an uneven line full of ups and downs. There might be days at a stretch when the weighing scale refuses to budge. This could easily make you feel demoralized and discouraged. When you don't lose weight, even after a week of continuously going to the gym, you might feel like giving up. Or you might get rather angry and upset and in that frustration binge on high sugar snacks like chocolate. On the flip side, you might indulge in an even more strenuous workout regime that could harm your joints and muscles and result in injury. Or you might even end up starving yourself, resulting in unhealthy eating patterns and eating disorders. Even if you do none of these things, it will certainly make and keep you unhappy. Now, the journey towards weight loss is certainly a difficult one. 
and should it also be unhappy, it is doomed to fail. So don't think only about the weight loss. There are many ways to restructure your goal. So first things first, the goal must not be vague. For example, saying something like I will adopt a healthy lifestyle is actually a very non-specific goal. Because there are a million things that could be included under the heading of a healthy lifestyle and you'll be confused about what exactly is to be done. So be specific. You could make a goal to go for a walk or to the gym daily. Avoid junk food on weekdays. Maintain a food diary every day. Do some yoga every day. Drinking 8 glasses of water and so on. You can choose any action as your goal such that the action becomes its own reward. And if obsession is your style, then be obsessed with doing that chosen action. Just ensure that it is doable and ultimately an achievement in itself. By the end of week 1, you would have realized whether you can keep at it or not. This small experience serves as a great template to choose your methods. For example, if you decided to go to the gym daily but could not go for 3 days in the first week itself, it is probably not a doable method for you. This does not mean you're giving up though. It just means you're being a little more realistic about your own drive and schedule. Now, I'm sure you will agree that motivation is highest on week 1 and that it will gradually decline as the weeks pass. So, if you could not do something for 3 days in week 1, it means that you are not ready for that method as yet. You may have chosen an ideal method, but not necessarily a practical one. The truth is that a less than ideal method practiced every day will bring in more results than an ideal method practiced once in a while. So, we need to know what we can accomplish and build on it week after week. The first step then is to dissociate yourself from the condition of weight loss. Start small, start simple. Choose one healthy action that you will do every day. Once that becomes a part of your life, increase the intensity or add one more action to it. If you successfully incorporate this mantra, by the end of this series, you will have achieved not just weight loss, but so much more. Moving on to week 2. There are three aspects of losing weight. Healthy eating, exercise and motivation. We have to keep up these three parameters with unfailing accuracy. In the second week, the focus would be on healthy eating. If you're doing this on your own, spend some time to go through all the possible choices there are. There are options like Atkins diet, intermittent fasting, low-fat diet, so on and so forth. I recommend that you choose an option that is closest to your natural pattern of eating. Ask yourself, what are the foods that this diet recommends? Are they easily available? Can they be cooked quickly? Do I even like them and see myself eating these things daily? Analyze the answers. Diets that stray far from your natural food habits and those that include foods that you do not like are likely to fizzle out rather quickly. 
Same with food products that are expensive, not easily available and are difficult to cook. If fixed diets seem too tough to follow to the T, start by eliminating the obviously unhealthy foods from your diet. There are several apps that can help you count calories of the different things you are eating every day. Another useful method is to eliminate the wrong kinds of food from your kitchen itself. If they are seen in the fridge or in the kitchen counter, you may succumb to the temptation and eat them. Stop buying them completely and storing these goodies. No devil, no temptation. You could also try eating smaller portions. But this could be especially hard if you are used to eating a large amount of food. The way to tackle this is to observe the time of the day that you are usually likely to binge. For example, many people are very hungry when they come home from work. They are also too tired to cook anything healthy and end up eating packaged foods in large quantities. Here, preparation helps. Make the effort to identify two or three healthy snacks that can be consumed in large quantities. Stock up on them and eat them freely whenever you get home. Some eating patterns are not easy to break. In some offices, for example, they have a practice of all staff members getting together for tea and biscuits or snacks every morning. College students may be hanging out at fast food outlets after college. And if you have been regularly consuming unhealthy foods at these scenarios, it is extremely hard to break free. People will question you if you avoid eating and they will cajole you to eat some more. You may feel embarrassed to tell them that you are trying to be healthy. What if you don't succeed and they tease you later? You may fear that if you don't join them in eating, you may no longer be part of that group, that you may become isolated and lonely. And because these are very real fears, you decide to continue eating. There is a lot of literature on peer pressure for many overtly dangerous habits such as smoking, alcohol, drugs, etc. But honestly, peer pressure might be the most common in the case of unhealthy eating. Now you see, in every group there are people who are thin and lean, who seem to eat everything and never put on any weight. And in the same group, there will be people with weight issues who are trying to desperately fit in. So one thing to do is to pre-decide a buddy from your group. Pick someone who will go healthy with you. Together, you could both choose the healthiest option in the menu of processed foods or go to a different place altogether. But really, the best option is to stand up for yourself, for the purpose of a healthy body weight and as a practice for the rest of your life. It would be worthwhile to just say no. Join the group, but don't eat unhealthy food with them. You could sip on water while they do. Make the effort to carry some healthy snacks in your tiffin and eat it when you get the time. If you make excuses, your friends are going to see through them and use this as an opportunity to pull your leg. But if they see that you stand up for yourself, they may tease you for a little while and then get bored. So don't be afraid to deal with a little bit of ribbing. Some of them may gradually even support you. So, 
In week 2, having followed these steps, you will be able to establish an eating pattern that is feasible for you. You'll figure out what pattern of healthy eating can be regularly followed. Once again, it is important to keep in mind that it may not be the most perfect eating plan, but then perfection is often a utopian goal. You will also have figured out those times of the day when eating is at the peak and how to deal with it. The methods for healthy eating while in the company of others will also help you manage your eating plan. After week 1, in which one learns to not focus on weight loss but on specific and sustainable healthy acts and week 2 where the focus is on healthy eating here's the plan for week 3 now week 3 is about learning that perseverance does not mean adhering to the diet plan without failing rather it means adhering to your chosen diet plan in spite of failing yes No matter how carefully you choose your diet, no matter how motivated you are, no matter how much you try to master the circumstances, remember that a diet plan is new in your life and like every new thing, it will take time to become a part of your routine. So, anticipate failure and learn to cope with it. This is the most difficult aspect of following a diet and is directly related to the nature of our thinking. Let us see how problem often begins with looking at things in black or white either you have a day with a perfectly followed diet or you just ignore it completely and eat whatever you please let me give you the example of rachna it was a thursday and rachna started her day on a perfectly healthy note having eaten a healthy breakfast but when she reached office her boss held out a piece of chocolate cake in front of her because it was his anniversary now rachna was caught in an awkward situation and could not say no she was so furious on breaking her diet that she could not stop thinking about it she felt that her entire day had been ruined she then consoled herself by deciding to just drop it for the day immediately she ordered a plate of samosas and had a milkshake for lunch and after going home she ate a packet of bundi which was lying around at home and had ice cream for dinner the next day was friday and weekends were supposed to be cheat days for her so she decided to let go of friday as well since the week had derailed anyway she gorged on calorie dense foods on friday followed by the same behavior on saturday and even sunday come monday and she was down in the dumps all she could see were four days of non-stop eating she felt bloated and puffy and couldn't quite understand how she failed every single time now the reason for rachna's failure was her own dichotomous thinking rachna had spent 3 days with a perfect diet and the fourth had started well too but just because she had a piece of chocolate cake just one piece she let herself believe that the entire day was ruined so she let herself go completely what could have been limited to a single piece of cake became four days of uncontrolled eating followed by self-loathing this had been the pattern in rachna's healthy eating plans every single year but you know what it is pointless to yearn for perfection 
because life itself is imperfect. So what does one do about it? Mm, yes, you could equate it with academics. Let us assume that you score 80 out of 100 in a subject. You see, those marks are exactly as much as their value. You were 80% correct and 20% wrong. So you were not a total failure. You were 80% success. 80 is very different from zero, isn't it? Now assume this scenario. Suppose the results were to be declared as pass only if you scored 100 out of 100 and if not, fail. Do you see the ridiculous nature of such a grading system? Then why apply it to your diet plan? Today, your diet was an 80% success. That's not perfect, but it's great. It's not a disaster. Instead of aiming for 100 and sinking to zero if you fail to reach 100, it is wiser and more successful to try to reach as close to 100 as you can. Why fail on many days when you can partially succeed on all? Even 40% is better than a complete washout, wouldn't you agree? When Rachna learned this technique, she could see that one piece of chocolate cake meant only a 5-point reduction in her score. She found it easier to settle for 95 rather than slip straight down to a zero. This attitude helped her on her cheat days as well. She could see that with minimal effort, she could make her diet at least a 50% success even on weekends. This had a dramatic impact on her thinking and in turn, her ability to adhere to her diet plan. By changing this all-or-none thinking about your diet, you increase your chances of your diet being successful in the long run. And truly, anything that perseveres in the long run is bound to show results. So lift up that chin, tighten that belt, and get on with it for the long run, because health is happiness indeed. Here's Dr. Happy signing off, hoping to see a brand new healthy you on the other side. Goodbye.